0: Our reading is taken from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25, and beginning at verse 1. At that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but they did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. Open the door for us. But he replied, Truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Heavenly Father, as we come to you now, We come to your word, we ask that you would open our eyes to see, our minds to understand and our hearts to experience again, all that you have for us and all that you promise in your name. Amen. Uh, So welcome to those on the live stream as well. I joined your number last week, uh, so uh, I know what happened. Uh, and it was, it was good, I enjoyed it actually. It's a different experience being at home uh, and not here, but it was, it was good nonetheless. Now, I don't know if you've heard that plea, um, and people will tell you, you've got to live in the present. Don't dwell in the past. Live every moment as if it's your last And, of course, we have lots of TV programmes, don't we, about looking at our past, our history. Uh, And, uh, by and large, the purpose of those programmes is to learn from the past so that we make our present uh, so much better. Very few programmes actually say, what is going to happen in the future? And therefore, how does that impact our today? Because there's no certainty. We do not know what is going to happen tomorrow, let alone in a week, six months, a year, ten years' time. So how can that impact where we are, where we stand and what we do today let me just start with an example. Think of uh, a meal where you've been invited as a guest. You go along to the house and they're preparing in front of you. Uh, occasionally they may put some little nibbles out for you, a few canapes, little tasters. As they're cooking they may say, what do you think of that, a bit more salt, a bit no more, no, is that about right? And then it goes in either in the fridge or in the oven and you can smell that food coming, it's preparing, it's, but it's not yet, is it? You've got all the anticipation of what is to come, but you're not tasting it yet. And the more I've thought about it, the more I think this passage that we're looking at uh, is that that kingdom of God is a bit like that meal. We're invited We've had some of the tasty tidbits beforehand. We've had the smell, the anticipation. There are good things to come. We've seen them. We've heard of them. But we haven't yet tasted the food until it's laid before us. We live in the present. We can only live in the present. We live in the time that is ours now. What's happening now. We experience it and we live through it but we are told there is a time to come that we can look forward to but we don't have that experience just yet but how is our life affected by the knowledge of what is to come we are not just a product of our past we are shaped by our future and in our passage, we're given a, a, an illustration of what that waiting is like living in the now but not yet. Now, a typical marriage service in these times would have three elements it has the engagement, which is usually when the parents, of course, got together and arranged matters, then there was the betrothal, which was a, a ceremony. And then sometime in the future, usually about a year later, there is the marriage ceremony itself. Now we have a wedding couple amongst us this morning, so you've only got one day to look forward to, but I know you've got lots of preparations ahead and you have been putting them in place. But here we have these three events and the final day, that marriage ceremony, is actually unknown to the bride. And on that day, the uh, groom would, uh, and I, I've only read about this, obviously I wasn't there at the time, but they, they would come and get a collective number, usually ten, hence the ten virgins, and they would walk in procession with their lamps alight to go and collect the bride for the final wedding ceremony. And they trim their wick They douse their rag in oil and they light it and they walk off to the bride. Now these were like torches, like you put in the garden sometimes, uh, with a a bowl of oil and a a wick of rag. And they would usually last sort of 15, 20 minutes, something like that. But of course if there's no oil which evaporates over time, the rag, once you light it, would last just a few moments. So the oil is absolutely vital. And in the story that we read, the bridegroom has returned and only five of the virgins who were supposed to accompany him had taken oil with them. For the remainder, the rags had become dry and without the oil, they were useless. Interestingly, they'd all fallen asleep. They had all uh, thought the groom was overdue. They were all caught off guard none of them was perfect none of us is perfect we'll all have good times and bad times but five were prepared and five were not five were living in the present they were tired, they were sleepy, so they'd gone to sleep and they actually thought, when the time comes, we'll get up we'll get ourselves ready and then we'll join the party but five were living in the now But not yet. And those five were experiencing the same issues, but they so wanted to be part of this ceremony that was to come that they had prepared in advance for that moment. Our life today can be changed and guided by our life of tomorrow. Our very outlook, our perspective, and behavior can be changed because of what is to come. Living in the now, but not yet, demands something of us. Paul said this, For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Paul has this expectation of meeting God. And that was affecting his today. And we may not see God now, but we know God through what we read, we hear, we pray, and what we experience. Jesus, in the Garden of Gethsemane, also wanted us to know what was to come and wanted us to be part of it. He said this, Father, I want those that you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you've given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. We're promised a seat at the table when the meal is served. Now, is that future hope going to impact our today? It's interesting that there's a use of oil in this passage as well. Oil is quite common uh, throughout the Bible. It's very often used in relation to the Holy Spirit. And the prophets and kings were anointed with oil. And what they do thereafter is said to be in the power of the Spirit (coughs) because of this anointing with oil. And we see in this passage that to have oil with you brings fire, light, power, It's lit up by the Holy Spirit. You have and gain entry through the power of the Spirit. And we've learned in the past in this church that we say Jesus is our Saviour and Lord through the power of the Spirit. We have a promise of the future, but we are too inclined only to live in the present and we forget what is ahead. We need to remember that we live in the now but they're not yet. Let me give you two illustrations from my past week. I've been on holiday uh, for a week (coughs) and it was quite sunny and we were out on a small boat in an estuary in Devon and uh, the flare went up and there was a big bang and you know what's going to happen next. The lifeboat is launched and the harbour master came through the harbour and it was, he was just casting people aside, get aside, and this massive lifeboat. Uh, and Sorkum is a quite a narrow estuary, but it's a big boat and it came into the middle and then it was as if the thrusters got pushed down and it went like grease lightning straight down the estuary. Boats carved aside Would it have been useful for that boat to have anything on board? Or should it reach the uh, scene of the disaster and think, what I could do with is a rope. Ah, what I could do with is a fire extinguisher. It's always prepared. It is always ready. And when the bang goes off, and the flare goes up the shopkeepers leave because they're the lifeboat people and they run down the street and they run onto the lifeboat and the first eight there that's it and the others you can see left on the jetty but they were ready they were ready and they were prepared and the boat is always ready just for when it's needed And yesterday, just as an illustration from this passage, I took a wedding. And you'll be pleased to know, Ben and Laura, it went okay. (laughs) So there is hope for you in two weeks' time. But for months I have been talking to this couple. And all the preparations and all the excitement... And all the talk about colours and orders of services and getting the garden ready and the marquee, is it coming on time, is the band booked, all of that was in the now. But until 3pm yesterday afternoon in St Martin's Blackheath, it was not yet. And then yesterday they were married. And they are now Mr. and Mrs. Whiteman. In just under two weeks' time now, we'll have a Mr. and Mrs. Huntsman. Our waiting is active waiting. We've already heard about that today. The virgins are asked to keep additional oil and uh, uh, oil ready. And if we read on in this passage in Matthew, because we only read the first 13 verses, but you could read the whole thing. The next section is the parable of the talents. You know where the master gives gold to the servants, gives five, two or one, and the five becomes five more, the two becomes two more, and to the one, he's very cross, because he just buried it in the sand and did nothing with it. And then after that illustration, we read about the sheep and the goats, where some live in the knowledge of their future hope in Christ and others do not. And there is a division between the two. The whole chapter is about being ready for what is to come, being active in seeking, learning, praying and being prepared for our future And as human beings, we take all of that pressure on ourselves far too often. We make it about our own worth and our own value. We are doing people. And we love to do. Because in doing, we find value. And in doing, we find worth. But sometimes we need to stop. And I would say this to every wedding couple, actually, take five minutes to stop on the day of your wedding and just be with each other. See your friends enjoying themselves. See all of those preparations have come to fruition. See that this is the moment. We believe sometimes that we need to prove our value, but God's amazing love is a gift. From Ephesians, we read, it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. This is not from yourself, it's a gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. We are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Our work now is in preparation. Preparation in the knowledge of where we're going. And what we do is not for God, it is for God, but it's with God. It's in response to the grace that God has bestowed upon us. So as we wait, we wait in active waiting, displaying and working out our love for God. And we do the things we do for which God has called us through the power of God's Spirit. We work with God not just for God and God's presence means living with an understanding because we do live in the present but we live in the presence and there's a difference we live in the presence the all encompassing spirit of God walks with us is within us every single day And we respond to that indwelling by working out our love for our Saviour every day in preparation for the meal to which we are being invited. Let's pray. Almighty God, we wait for you. We wait for your fresh awakening We wait for your second coming. And as we do, we give ourselves to you in response to your love that we may with you share out that love amongst those that we know and those that we meet. Help us to be prepared. Help us to make our future part of our present and lead us in the way of life, because you have come to meet with us. In your name we pray. Amen.